Hello and welcome to TOVG podcast number 69, the most pleasurable oh. of podcasts. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. So we don't have a guest this week. It's Jimmy, Fallout Matt, and me, which is, which is fine. It's one more than we need, right? Fallout 4. <laughs> yeah, because we've <laughs> all been playing Fallout 4. Fallout 4. We're all oh, on the sorry. same page. <laughs> for, for like the first time in, in a good long while, we've been doing pretty much the same thing all week. So we can actually like know what we're talking about with yeah. each other. And then after that, we got a little a little bit of time to dedicate to, to the day's Nintendo Direct because like, holy shit, it's yep. oh god, what is with this week? It's a good week. Like, like this year has been an incredible year, and this week is I, I spent the whole time playing Fallout 4 and, and generally enjoying myself and then and the, the, the clouds and smash, but we'll get to that. Mm. But until then, yeah, how have you guys been enjoying Fallout 4? I've been enjoying it a lot. I I have been enjoying it. I, I've been enjoying like the combat and everything. I, I I it's hard it's hard not to realize the jank. Yeah. To be honest. It, yeah. It's hard it it, it 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 bothers me. It bothers me when it it uh interferes with the story and stuff. Uh NPCs are cutting each other off. Some of the voice acting for your main character is a little off. I'm playing a guy. So I don't know, maybe the woman is better, uh, better uh, but... I, I've played, uh, actually, my first file was as a lady, and uh, my build sucked in that, and I was unable to do anything meaningful and play... I was trying to do stealth and stuff, and it was just... Not working. Teeth. Yeah, mm. so I, I after like four hours of that, I restarted as a male. Um, they're, they're about on par. My favorite thing about the voice acting is uh have you guys like mashed through any dialogue that you've already been yes. through before yeah and, and fucking your guys the, like uh-huh like, mm-hmm, uh-huh yeah, that's sure. the best the best was like <laughs> some guy was was telling me about something and i accidentally clicked and he was like it was, it was like this tragic story of like like we were the only ones who survived and before he finished saying i was like uh-huh and cut him off it was the funniest oh my so condescending I've, but sometimes you get like a rare um um oh god what's the word a, a rare condescend where yeah. your guy will say something like yeah preach it brother yeah <laughs> in the middle of him going mm-hmm, yeah sure yeah and it's just like uh, it's it's fucking like there are a lot of really really cool little touches like that but i mean like like matt was talking about the jank right and also i'm i'm wondering J- jimmy how many how many Fallout games have you played before? Um, all of the Bethesda ones. So, yeah, that's. Well, does that include New Vegas? Yes. Okay. Because, right? Yeah, there well, would be only they didn't two make in that case, one and two, they? right? Well, no, two. Okay, that was yeah, interplay. Then, yeah, uh, yeah, but they did the those people did work on New Vegas though. So. Okay. Yeah, and, I and, played. I played three all the way through. I played New Vegas for quite a bit. Not all the way through though. New Vegas is like kind of. A, a weird collaboration. It's like Obsidian's game development on top of Bethesda's tech, right? And and like I still consider it a Bethesda game because it just plays Same. so damn similarly, and yeah, yeah, their name stamped on the box, right, right. But but yeah, it's um, there's there's a really interesting dichotomy between the ones Bethesda makes by themselves and the ones that the interplay <laughs> Obsidian people have a handle in. Like like very stylistically different, and I feel like this one, they kind of 
learned a thing or two from New Vegas because New Vegas, it, it like had a terrible launch. The launch version was extremely oh, buggy. It made makes mm, Fallout so 4 bad. look like an OK game. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but after a few months of a few mods and a few patches, like you can turn New Vegas into an, a legendary experience. Yeah. And a lot of the um, philosophy that they kind of approach that game with, I really miss. And it has to do with things like uh, being able to talk to a band of raiders before all of a sudden they start shooting you. And um, right, right. Uh, one one really cool thing that I love about New Vegas is how it handles its main quest with how um, you play factions off of one another. Right. Which meant I don't want to spoil it too much. But the thing oh, that no. I feel like they learned from New Vegas for Fallout 4 is that the main quest does get there. You'll mm-hmm. you'll eventually be like, oh, God, I, I can't realized be friends that with, with everyone. Minuteman. Yeah, I re- realized with the Minuteman and I had I had Preston that oh, I hate him. Yeah, um, no, he's awful. He's awful. Um, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. You can't hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. You can't say anything about the main story. Okay. First of all, spoilers for for people oh, listening. Well, no. Second of all, spoilers for for me because I'm not far in the main story at all. Okay. Well, oh it's, no, no, it's not. It wasn't the main story. It's not the main it's, story. It's hard all. to explain though because I feel like if you do the line of faction quests, they could end the main quest with their own faction version of the end. I. It's just all, really it, yeah. It, it I oh, I don't no. know. I mean, I'd have to go back and test it, but. And and I can't really explain why or how without potentially spoiling the regular old main quest. Okay. But the main quest and the optional quests do intersect with one another and take the other's place if mm. you pull the strings. Like I shot a quote unquote friendly NPC who was with the faction I decided I didn't want to be with and accidentally lost a mission in a battle that they sent me out on to. And instead of gaming overing, <laughs> the game rolled with it. I went back to the base and talked to that faction leader, and they were like, hmm, it seems like mission 12 didn't go as planned. Explain yourself, soldier. And I was like, Dang. oh, geez, I don't know. They just came out of nowhere. When in reality, I was like killing the people I was aligned with myself because I didn't want to piss off the faction they were waging the war against. I wanted Dang. to be friends with everyone and was having to like deliberately sabotage the game objectives to make that work. And it actually worked. <laughs> and I thought that was super duper cool. Wow. Holy crap. And and like that, when I, when that happened and it worked, I was like that, that is some new Vegas shit. <laughs> yeah. It, I, the one thing I, I'm going to like, uh, it, the one thing that really st- it stands out more than I guess like anything is the, the the graphics, not necessarily the textures, just the style of the game just looks so good. It's, it looks it's a so real mixed bag good. though. It's you, you don't like an, it? Animation like quality, it. animation quality is oh, well. up. Is up. And it's it's For, up. As far as Bethesda standards as go, it's better. Standards, well, again, absolutely. Again, I think that's also kind of a mix. Like, the guns animate great. It, it makes the combat pretty fun to play. And the ghouls fall over the on ghouls, each other. The ghouls, the ghouls animate really good. Great. Yeah. Dog meat looks great, but a yeah. lot of other animals and people don't. Like, like inanimate objects and ghouls look great. <laughs> the rest of the bag is kind of, like, below that line they set. Every, everything that's soulless... Looks exactly. great. Everything that's not looks soulless. 
Bam. And also, the, like when I was first starting up the game, when when you walk around the house in the prologue, it looked meh. It looked okay, but then you really? get out the wasteland, things look great. And then you go to the Freedom Museum, and it's like, oh no, because oh, I haven't been there yet. No, that's where you find Preston, yeah, you, the Freedom yeah. Museum. It's like the first thing oh, you do. Oh, okay. What was wrong with it? The textures indoors, they oh, aren't yeah, great the, at all. The like paintings on the wall and stuff are like. They're like 300 by 200 pixelated oh, pictures. No. Oh, and no, I did not. You, I did not see that. It's yeah. good because if you look past it, then you can just pay attention to the good stuff. Because when you're outdoors, outdoors it's is like amazing. the golden hour when it's like high noon. The game mm. looks fantastic. Like it has a really great volumetric God rays effect that yeah. when the sun is rising or setting or directly overhead and there are trees in the way, you get like this, this beautiful saturation of of lighting all over the whole frame yeah that yeah, looks it's fantastic really but when you're like inside and you don't have those those cool lighting effects being applied it just really shows off just how low res all these textures are I, i'm playing on ultra by the way i don't know if that's gonna make uh, any difference so it, I, I had to turn everything it down. turned up well okay what are your what are your pc specs uh, mine is a i4 4770K. That's a like a two year old processor, and then I have, of course, a 98Ti. Oh, okay. which is pushing everything. Yeah, I I had to turn my stuff down just because frame rate yeah, is dipping in the middle of combat, and so like That's more granted, important. I can't really I can't really talk about the how the game looks since I have settings lower, but like there there is stuff that's like. Even if the if like these shadows were upresed, these shadows are acting weird. Or <laughs> even if the this lighting you know is smoother, it's still not how lights should act. Like, um, I'm assuming you guys have been to Lexington. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like the second thing that you do after the Freedom Museum. It's right next to that thing that plant, right? Yeah, there's oh. the ju- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. that that's what I'm talking about though. The giant, the the plant, the giant factory. Yeah. In okay, in there and in a lot of places in the game, there's these automated spotlights that follow you. You know what I'm talking about? Where they make the stupid like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's uh-huh. that's one of the you games. You can turn them off as well. Many, yes, you can turn them off the computers. Many noble but half baked attempts at stealth. Yeah, those things. First of all, completely stupid. Second of all, uh, those lights do not act like lights act in the factory there's one where the light went on me and i went into a room behind a wall and the light just shone through the wall <laughs> and kept illuminating me and i was like excuse me bum, 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 have you bada. heard of have you heard of collision dun, that happens dun, dun, with dun. enemies as well like turrets yeah. will see me uh like on the other side of the wall sometimes upstairs and but, i'm you know, downstairs I, I, I briefly mentioned in in my video and i don't know if you guys have been noticing this because i haven't heard anyone else talk about it but have you had any moments where you're like, oh, that AI acted pretty good in that situation? Yes, I, I have. I've had a couple of those where they actually do some like good, good like yeah. cover use, or they uh, roll they, like, out of the way, st- right? Or or like spread out tactically instead of just bunching up in yeah. a, in a they, single they line. They throw grenades like. I was oh, a little God, frustrated at first so until I, I settled it with myself and was just like, you know what? I just need to get better at throwing grenades yeah. <laughs> to counter them being so good at throwing grenades. Yeah, their, I, their grenade placement is like impeccable. I really hope they don't patch that out, though. Uh, Even yeah, though no, it is a great. little, it, it makes it a little, a little angry 
for me. I really appreciate the extra level of challenge that comes from AI rather than pools of health and damage being increased. Right, right. Okay, so I have been going through that, and I've hit some walls pretty hard where it just get really, really difficult all of a sudden. Like, to the point I was walking down the road, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like... (laughs) Okay. Rocket launchers in my face. <laughs> Immediately. Death. Immediately. All you see is a couple people coming up the road, rocket launchers. Boom. Death. Yeah. Immediately. That's, that's and you, what I'm hearing. you have to just send your, your your little stupid companion in there to die because that's the only <laughs> thing it knows how to do. for you. Yeah. So they waste the ammo and then they come at you with melee weapons and then you just take care of them. That's what I had to do. There's no way to you defeat them. You are strategically countering their tactical... Yeah. No. Yeah, by sacrificing exactly. my stupid companion that it's doesn't war. know how Sacrifices to stay behind to be me. Made. Yeah, it like walks off and does its own thing. I'm like, I understand you're trying to make it feel lifelike. You, you know, it, it goes to the chemistry straight set and start mixing mixing <laughs> potions and stuff. That's cool and all, but don't go into the other room and start attacking people. Like it's just so the AI is so well, ridiculous. But that's like one of the problems I've always secretly like a little masochistic part of me has always wanted video game AI to be unfair. Because when you make AI for a first-person shooter, like, you basically start out with perfect aimbots and then have to progressively make them dumber. Right. And and when you go and play something like Arma or Operation Flashpoint, like, like a, a military simulation, like, the way gun fights play out in those is so, so radically different compared to any, like, conventional mainstream action game because they don't run into your line of sights. Mm. They stay hidden and only shoot from you from cover. And the bad guys in Fallout 4 run into your line of sights all the time, but compared to the normal video game cannon fodder villains, they don't weigh more than the standard. They also throw grenades more than the standard. And and it's like they know when when your sight lines are broken and they take advantage of that and i yeah oh it's so far so, good. so far uh i'm finding the combat uh like challenging uh enjoyable i think the the addition of making food items take a second to fill mm-hmm. up your health bar instead of immediately refilling it makes this an actually challenging game because if you have enough stim packs in like Fallout Three or whatever, yeah, you can you can just like run headlong into battle like guns ablaze and spray and pray. And when you get low, just open up your Pit Boy, freeze time, and start mashing health packs, and exactly. then you're full health. But um, and this also pisses off a lot of people. It's no hardcore mode. Uh, well, eh. I mean, I, I didn't really like hardcore mode. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the hard. Like I I oh. respect it. I respect it. Okay, I didn't enjoy. But it. I just don't want to drink and have a regular sleep schedule. I just want to play. Yeah, I don't yeah, mind that's... the game itself being hardcore. I just don't want to be able. I don't want to do that. I don't want to sleep and stuff like. Yeah. That. I just want to play. I, I want like to be it. able to walk around at night. You know? I, I think Bethesda games work really well as little life simulators. I I, I think all, I think all the detail Fallout. for it is there. Oof. Right, but as an optional thing, I, I I would never want that to be the standard mode. Like, it was optional in New Vegas, which is why I didn't play it, and I respect that it was there. However, I like this, I I don't know, I feel like Fallout 4 is streamlined, and it feels like a better sort of, like, I don't know, it it feels better to me so far. I can't say that I wish it wasn't there, but at the same time, 
the way they've implemented the way healing items in combat and quote unquote legendary spawn rates work it doesn't feel like it's missing either like when people are telling me how angry it is that it's not there i'm they they didn't they they replaced it with other cool features yeah The, 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 Um, the thing of it being so difficult is that it it forces you to build your character uh, a, cer- a certain way or like oh man you know i really want that perk but th- there's so many good choices that you're just sitting there for 30 yeah. minutes looking through all your perks like which one do i need yeah. to go through first oh maybe i should reset my character and reset my stats no 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 i'll just could put points in like it's just the way they have it set up i i it's so satisfying when you level up and and you get that perk that you wanted. Oh, you mm. have twenty percent more guns, or you you can hack through uh, through this uh, uh the, this this uh, pick lock advanced this, this terminal. Safe. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's it's satisfying, and I felt I f- oh my gosh, it feels it feels so good to level up. Even and now that it's unlimited, you know, you don't yeah. have to feel like oh, I built my character a certain way. No, you could just go back and you know just level up a little bit more. And there's so much other stuff to like just fall into um well, yeah. the, the areas leveling, are really a joy to explore so mm-hmm. and i guess the that's why i do those escort missions <laughs> no oh god i'm hiccuping because i'm so Uh-oh. excited you drunk the leveling yeah. gets um slower the more you go on there have been many opportunities where i was like huh i really wish i could do this again but slap my way through with a giant meat hammer instead like like the carrying <laughs> capacity is definitely an issue to think about since um there's all this emphasis put on the whole town building crafting thing that requires you to haul home a shitload of scrap. But that's so good though. They mm-hmm. finally made they finally made the stupid shit in the world worth picking right. up. Well, was I missing something in the old fallouts that we actually needed that crap other than the cell? I, I it's um I feel like that's another thing they learned from from New Vegas. New Vegas its crafting system of course wasn't nearly as as complex as this yeah, one, right, but it was yeah several leagues above that of fallout three which had a crafting system there but it was extremely basic there were only like four or five recipes in the whole game so you had some junk you needed to look out for but they felt more like the traditional sandbox game hidden packages rather than this sort of deal where every little thing strewn about the environment is really important and that's one of the things that I really, really loved about a mod of Fallout 3 called Fallout 3 Wanderers Edition. I love it so much. I might have talked yeah, about it on the podcast talked about this before. Yeah. Right. Motorcycle, fast travel, it depletes junk that gets put into recipes. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you kind of need fast travel to play the game, right? And in this one, you need bottle caps and good equipment to play the game, right? And in order to make those bottle caps, you have to build a town economy, which means that you got to plug all this scrap you're scrolling past into it. And a lot of players like don't seem to understand the system, which I, I get because it's a really complicated system that isn't very well laid out for you. Yeah, it's very overwhelming. But there is also a good chunk of it that's automated to a gr- degree. Like the moment I found out that villages were producing junk and and putting it in the community pile at the workbench, I was like, whoa, I don't have to bring home wooden steel anymore. They'll just make it. And mm-hmm. so you keep an eye out for the rare stuff, the the oil, the springs, adhesives, and that's that's all you got to look out for unless you're holding up for some super specific recipe, in which case you still have that satisfying moment of completion when you bring them all home. Yeah, I, I like, uh, as far as the crafting stuff goes, 
the thing that sucked about Fallout 3 and even even New Vegas was it was like you have to have these very specific parameters to to make this crafting thing or this repair or this uh recipe yeah and like in, in three specifically was like when it was worst obviously because like you can come across a motorcycle gas can and you'd be like that thing's like 15 pounds and it's worth shit why would i pick this up and mm-hmm. so you leave it and the whole world is this one like brown wasteland mess so you're never gonna fucking remember where that is now three hours later in the game you pick up the recipe for the shish kebab the flaming sword which requires a motorcycle gas can Mm -hmm. now what are you gonna do i guess track to that one specific point the next one right which is like they're few and far between and even after you make the shish kebab you have to fucking make another one in order to repair it. Oh, yeah. Because that was the system in Fallout 3, which I, fucking sucked. It mm-hmm. makes sense, though. You're, like, swapping parts out. I don't know. Right. I, 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 you I need to get that degradation. That you can just repair with anything. I believe that right. was only in New Vegas. Oh, which, sorry. That's why New Vegas is yeah, such New Vegas a better is game. a better game, man. Like I played, I just recently played that last week, and it's like, oh my gosh, what is like? It's like, why did I even play Fallout Three? It's that bad. It's yeah, that it's, bad. I mean, it's I, the the jury rigging perk, which is the one you're talking about, allowed you to get similar guns or weapons or armor and use that to repair. It's but yeah. like this is finally like how it should be. You scrap shit, it becomes bare material, like bare materials, and you could use that to make, like, make Absolutely. stuff. And you don't have to fucking repair your weapons because that was just a pain in the ass. Oh, come like, on. It, it balanced the world. No, it was a pain in the ass. I, I, I kind of like that there's no repair, to be honest. Like, I like, oh I, like God, the ba- I like the stuff they took out because the thing is, <laughs> it did get annoying. It did get annoying. Even though I felt like early on in the, in the game, I felt like, oh, I don't need to. A- Use these other guns that I have like 20 copies of, like literally 20 copies of. So you can scrap them and make other cool things or mod the gun that you have. Right. It's, ah, it's like, okay, you, you're saying the carrying capacity was a big problem, George. If you had to fucking, if you had the system where you needed to repair items, then your carrying capacity problem would be 100 times worse because you'd be carrying around either spare guns to repair your yours with or several different guns or weapons to switch off between when yours breaks because they balance they made the hev- the the weapons heavier and the junk less weight now they yeah. change those so it's balanced right, around which, that so adding the 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 weight with the repair mechanic would not work properly but but i feel like there's still a lot of fine tuning to be done in the system that the, the modders will figure out in terms of how <laughs> to make this game possible without getting too deep into the town building aspect of it and also still introducing old legacy features that some players like me might like like can, like weapon like, repairing hardcore and, mode can just and be an option then hardcore I, like, mode i'm sad that for you that it's not in the game but if it was <laughs> the main purpose of the game like the only mode and i had to like drink water and sleep on a regular schedule i'd be like this is really frustrating and a chore and i don't yeah. want to do this yeah, they don't want to add too much of stuff like that. I mean, I mean, obviously, if it's just an option, then if it's, it's an fine. option, they would then, never, then, they yeah, would never have that as the main it's, game. It's only so. there yeah. at no one's it's expense. Fine. Yeah, it doesn't bother yeah. me as much as that. It's it, it's funny how I felt like the hardcore mode really changed New Vegas. 
around mm. it. Like it, it, it was a different game entirely. It, like it was well balanced because you remember in Fallout Three, it's the same thing I said in my review, is that Fallout Three you had all sorts of crap. You had stim packs, you had raid X, you had everything. You were fine, mm-hmm. but in in New Vegas, you were always like, "Man, okay, I have like ten stim packs left. I better, I better calm down. <laughs> I better <laughs> calm down. I better make make sure I'm, sh- I'm shooting properly and not missing and wasting ammo. You know, because what, what what happens is you you waste ammo on one and then you tend to go to another gun and then you go to another gun. You know what you, you want? Yeah, you want to know the uh, best solution for not wasting ammo? What? what Build in? your character like mine. All unarmed. Hell One yeah. punch man. One punch man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you, how has that been going? Is it satisfying? Because I it's never liked it in the other games. so much fun. This is the first Bethesda game that I feel like you can viably do unarmed and feel like it's working. Really? I have yeah, to try it. Because unarmed it's, was really fun in 3. It, it's like, yeah, but it's kind of like a gimmicky thing unless you get the power fist or the death claw gauntlet. But like I have a set of knuckles with a blade mod on them and I'm just ripping people to shreds. I killed the guy in power armor for fuck's sake. That'll teach him. Have you yeah. guys seen the gif of sneaking up on someone in power armor, stealing no. their fusion core, which just ejects them straight out of the power armor? Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, That's it makes amazing. me really want to get more into stealth because I've been like trying to do the Sam Fisher thing with the silence pistol and there aren't many of those in the game, and the ones that that I have is not cutting it. Yeah, and and I really want to try more of the whole dropping grenades in people's pockets or, or stealing oh, yeah. the ammo from their guns thing. See, I've heard a couple people that are that don't like the new perks and stat system, mm-hmm. but I think that this might be the best system to give you an interesting viable weird build path mm-hmm. because Maybe. well okay you gotta try new L- stuff well like like think of it this way this is the first fallout game of or of the three that are like current gen bethesda ones where you can just get like end game perks right from the beginning if you want because you can just spec yourself into 10 strength or whatever um and maybe not end game but you can get later perks um, as long as they don't have like a level requirement and so like what normally would have been like a you know level eight or level nine because you had to get like this perk and you had to get this stat and you had to get this perk like i got uh adamantium skeleton which is like like Super six points defense. down endurance or something and it makes your limbs break 30 percent less yeah so now i can rush in as one punch man with my 20 percent <laughs> uh unarmed bonus and my bloody mess bonus and not get staggered or or broken legs or broken arms as easily and just punch a whole bunch of these raiders to death and it like makes sense because i picked the right skills for it and i feel like aside from stealth which didn't feel like they granted you too much to work with from the beginning with stealth i feel like a lot of these these like perks and build paths and stuff it makes leveling feel more significant and it makes it feel like you're not wasting points but one yeah. thing I really miss, and I blame the new dialogue system, which I don't yeah. think is good. Like, that's like the one thing that I think it's easiest to it's say. Because it's the voice acting. They dropped acting. the ball with. They, the but voice acting. You, because of having to voice the main character, they'd have to record a whole bunch of different lines for this exactly. classic Fallout feature, which is giving you different speech options for a low intelligence character. Right. Which has always been such such a hilarious good time. 
And it's it's sad to see that go. But there is still a possibility for interesting builds. Like I was reading an article last night where a writer was talking about how he dumped all his points into charisma and luck and nothing else. <laughs> which meant that at the very beginning he was able to, like you said, uh, uh, take one of the in-game perks, which is, um, I think it's it's called dumb luck. No, it's uh-huh. called ricochet, where yes, there's a chance ricochet. that an enemy will shoot their gun at you, miss, and have the bullet ricochet back at them and instantly kill them. Yes. And there's this one sentence in the review where where he says, when things are working in my character's favor, everyone either surrenders or just shoots themselves. Yes. And I was like, yeah, fallout. But yeah. then as as the article goes on, he goes on to write about how it doesn't really work in the game in the long term because so many quests just have you going through the FPS corridors, mm-hmm. which I you're still early, right, Jimmy? Um, I My main file, my One Punch Man file is about eight hours of gameplay i guess oh that's yeah. actually a lot but I, if you haven't noticed it already you will notice it soon uh how combat heavy most of the quests are which is yeah i, I have noticed the line I, between new vegas and this one I, I i don't know if you guys found a location called the lonely chapel maybe no. it's just like a dilapidated church but uh there's like a secret passage into that inside that church it's not that secret it's just like a it's a thing on the floor and you go in it. But that one was very much like GoldenEye 64 style, like just corridors with some crates and boxes around <laughs> and guys shooting at you down the hallway. And uh, a lot of it, I, 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 of course, <clears throat> just ran headlong and punched all of them. But a lot, you know. a lot of it is like that. There's um, a lot of main quests Random and faction quests as well. Yeah. The, Random areas. Just, you, you have a legendary at the end that gets mutated or something like that. Like every right. time. Like, oh, there's, a subway there's, system. Oh, what is this? Another corridor such a density of hostels that there's oftentimes no way to sneak around them or hack yeah, the turrets and yeah. robots around them or really take advantage of of a non-combat wacky build like that. And one of the things yeah. he was talking about in this article was how he would constantly um, talk people up in their prices for, for quest giving and down in their prices for bartering without actually spending money or doing work. Because uh-huh. then he'd have to go out and do combat, but you can still get EXP every time you succeed a, st- a speech check. <laughs> so there's this situation uh-huh. where where you're sitting there negotiating with someone who wants you to go kill some things in some place, and he'll give you 50 caps for it. And you say, yeah, maybe 100 caps, I'm risking my life. And then uh, maybe 400 caps, since you want me to retrieve some priceless historical artifact at the bottom of this corpse pile. And then you'll just say, yeah, never mind, because you don't actually want to go do it, even though you still get the EXP from winning the speech checks, which is like amazing. That's like, yeah, Fallout. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Yeah, I mean, like so far, the game's been like it has its flaws. It's it's definitely overwhelming at the start. Um, Oh, the first day was the first depressing for me. There was so much stuff where I was like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? Wait, how the fuck do I... The house system. I'm just getting into that. The the house system is bad, but it's something Uh, that you don't feel like you need to do. It's it's bad as in like it's it's overwhelming. You do need to do it though. That's the thing. But it's not something you need to do right away. I'm talking about like... Oh, you mean immediately. Just the the basics like like, uh, combat, sneaking, all that kind of stuff. Like it felt very unclear they don't even tell you what the VATS button is 
in the right. PC version. I had to look it up. I had to look at my <laughs> control scheme to find it. I they was... don't even tell me what Vats is. If I was a first-time Fallout player, I wouldn't even know. Yeah, I'd be I, looking I through perks v. and I'd be like, Vats? What the fuck is a Vats? <laughs> like, there, there's some stuff that's really, like, weirdly not new player friendly for something that is such a big launch that I feel like they're going to get so many new players. And and then on top of that, they have the crafting system, the house system, uh, just like like settlers and the Minutemen and everything. And it's like, I finally got the hang of it a few hours into the game. And now that I like figured out the house, like the your home base thing, I'm loving it. I think that part's absolutely great. It's, you it's just very, said it was bad. I said it was overwhelming. Okay. It's okay. Open the house crafting thing for the first time, and you're like, "What? <laughs> no!" And you just shut it and you walk away because it's like, "Here's a million things. You don't know what they do or how they affect anything." And then you finally do the Sturgis quests where he like tells you, "Like, oh yeah, this is <laughs> build me some beds." And then you're like, "Oh, I need a bed for every person," and it starts to make some sense. But yeah, the like, wire to the generator and the, I, and the water I, pump. Yeah. Um, right. How do I do that? Yeah. You oh, have a press button prompt. Uh, a button prompt that's I like very thin at the very I bottom of the never screen. See it. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm looking. Okay, but uh, like, I swear you said it was bad. And, and actually, I, I said I, it was bad, and you're like, <laughs> it's not bad. And I was yeah, like, I mean, I, it's overwhelming. Well, I, I kind of sort of want to agree with you that it is like not technic like everything else in, in any Bethesda game. It's not technically polished with, with the sheer level of. Of competence that that's going to leave the rest of the developers in the game industry super jealous forever right. because when you play stuff down it's like floating in the air yeah it doesn't like yeah. curve or contour to account for the geography on the ground yeah how i uh how i described this to a friend i was talking with the other night um the the like house crafting like like building your community section of this game is like playing gmod with a purpose yeah and that's why it, I ended up loving it so much. Yeah, it's like, but like, it's fun. It's cool. You have a direction to go. However, you place those two walls next to each other and they just don't line up. And then like the magnet thing <laughs> doesn't really work. And I, I just haven't even bothered. And, and I the just, art like, style of it beds. is so totally Gmod too. Because yeah. even though you're like b chopping down trees and converting them into fresh timber, you're still like copy pasting this rickety shack metal wall <laughs> from yep. some other game. Yeah. Like, like it's not possible to make new looking houses because you are restricted to the fallout aesthetic. But yeah, I really got sucked into the economy of it, the metagame of it, like uh, yeah. trading junk between towns, setting up the network and then selling that back to the merchants in diamond city so I could eventually set up shops of my own at my own towns and then sell my own town's junk back into my own town's shops for bottle caps that I made some incredibly overpowering equipment with mm. that I love pulling out every time because it's my own. I have a combat shotgun with a bayonetta on it and a like four times damage multiplier called unlimited breadsticks. Mm. The, the, uh, <laughs> all right so walk me through you got the 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 local speaker perk or whatever it's called yeah, and that's and and the then interesting you start trading was, with who right you with, just get the uh, pick with, on the with, map with diamond city well kind of um diamond city the the people in good neighbor basically like the npc traders that already exist what i would do is go out into the wilds and um <clears throat> 
scavenge whatever junk I needed to make scavenging stations and then assign my people to that and then go out into the wilds, collect more expensive junk. This time I'd put up the power armor on, dump my inventory out of weapons and load my inventory up with all the weapons and armor I was finding on NPCs. <gasps> oh, sorry, I'm excited. And then I would... Um, <laughs> Raise up a bunch of caps, 3,000 bottle caps to build the highest level of shops for weapons and armor back at the Dang. hometown. Make like a few shipments, a few runs of this stuff, and then keep coming back, building more expensive workstations. And eventually I have weapons now that feel ridiculously overpowered. But I'm OK with that because it took me like eight hours right. of being a junk businessman <laughs> to do it. And that's another really interesting build you can do in this Fallout that, that the others weren't so keen on. And that is a merchant character there. And that's yeah. a big part of the Fallout mythos, too. Like half of the quests you do in the old original games are the um, caravan guard quest lines where where you're actively engaging with the trade of this wasteland's economy but only uh -huh. as a security guard. And and in this one, you are you are the mogul. You're the landlord. And that's a, a way different role to be playing that I fully embraced and loved and and felt like I was completely in charge and owning it because every single wall that you place is at your discretion. Mm. And and yeah, that 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 seems to be the general hierarchy of it. You go from the scavenging stations to the lower tier shops to the higher tier shops, all the while having enough food and beds and radio signals to maintain a population high enough to generate a profitable margin of junk turnover. It's so, fucking, right. it's, it's so good. It's very fallout. And and it I, I just said it's so good and it's not because. The AI, they don't they don't respond to your commands and the, the stuff you're plopping down on the ground floats in the air. But like it's just yeah. a, a surprisingly um, working proof of concept of what a Fallout town builder game would look like. Yeah, the that's how I see kind of most of what I don't like in this game is like the cool stuff I'm enjoying is a product. Er, let me rephrase this. The cool stuff that I'm enjoying is overshadowing the lackluster polish on said cool stuff. Yeah. So like I like yeah, I really enjoy um you know, the idea of the town builder and like that that it exists and that I can scrap stuff and then I can create like craft weapons and stuff. And you know, there's problems with like the carry weight and all that that affect those things, but the cool stuff itself is making me, you know, turn turn a blind eye to those other things they're not that bad because i'm enjoying the good stuff so much that the bad stuff isn't bringing me down below the level of enjoyment i guess i, I don't mind the jank i just i just don't like it when it has when it comes down to the story and i i, I feel like i feel like they spent more time on the gameplay which is arguably more important than they did with polishing up the story and how, how it's far done in the main quest are you I don't Without I'm, I'm too well, potentially I'm, spoiling it for Jimmy. I'm going to the glowing something. Okay, yeah, you're still in the baby stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't even been to Diamond City yet, so. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I never do this shit. But, I hate the oh, main quest. Oh, do you, All right. Do you guys like Trevor? Okay. Trevor Who's from Trevor? GTA? 
Oh, hold on, wait, wait. What's his name? Is his name Travis? Tra- Sturgis? D- Diamond City's uh, radio host. I just said oh. I've never been to Diamond City. Well, if you listen no, to the, the radio, radio you would have heard him. I don't listen to no fucking radio. How do radios? you know his name? A friend of mine texted me about how he doesn't know if this new DJ Travis is great or bad. And I'm like, when does Travis ever say his name? He does. It, it's it's like, hey, Diamond City Radio, it's uh, it's Travis. Um, <laughs> it sounds so like he's uh, from, from so Album funny. 88. I love it. Were, were you getting Album 88 flashbacks? Uh, album 88? What's Album 88? Oh, album the, the college station here in Atlanta where, where oh. the DJ's like, that was uh, Transcendental <laughs> Glitter Explosion by Cat Power. You are listening to Album 88, regular rotation. That's exactly how he talks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's great, man. It's awkward. <laughs> it's he. He like tries to give like don't you know how uh, three dog were to talk about certain things that's happening in the wasteland? He would try to talk about it like half <laughs> half butt ish. You know, it's just like like geez. he's 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 the polar opposite of three dog. Yeah, they're like, yeah, hey, he remember all all the people who played Fallout Three aren't gonna forget about three dog because he's such a memorable character. So in that case, let's just employ the polar opposite <laughs> of three dog. It's funny that you mentioned that you never listened to the radio. I never listened to the radio until I replayed the games. And I was like, oh, I no, can, let I me can have it on. That, and, and I actually quite like the radio on sometimes. Like after I've heard the music already Ooh. or whatever, and I know I'm not going to do anything story related. No one's going to be talking to me. I'm going down a tunnel and I'm going to be shooting a bunch of people. I turn on the radio, you know, mm. and it, it adds a little bit of flavor. When, um, when some, you don't want to think when you're not going through the hard battles where they throw right. grenades right right exactly <laughs> oh you see that little red marker and you're like i'm dead i'm, yeah. I'm dead like uh, they, just, they, they always throw it at that when you're like a back against the wall and you're like glitching yeah. on some type of box you're like no oh no, my god no. oh, the walking detection i think might be the worst in any of the fallout so far there's like carpets that have stopped me short in my tracks carpets. in this one <laughs> they're like, doing the exact opposite of what a carpet's supposed to do it's like there have been times where I was like, oh, God, that's a lot of ghouls crawling out of the walls and ceiling. And then I turn around and I'm just like, why am I not moving? <laughs> right. Look down, pull cue, fucking pull cue. Exactly. Exactly. The, the one thing that like really grinds my gears, no matter what they did with the dialogue right. system or the jank mm. or the, the lack of low intelligence, stupid dialogue for your character is... Mm. um. How you can't opt out of quests. And as the hours go on, oh, the game will yeah. steadily start. It, it, You know, Skyrim had those radiant quests. They were never good. Right. They were basically go rescue this kid in this cave. All uh-huh. the game had to do was plug in those variables and then generate yeah, yeah. some generic ass fantasy quests for you. Because at that point, why even write it? Because right. And and I the feel the entire fucking thieves guild. I feel like like the Minutemen <laughs> yeah. are doing something similar here. And yeah, eventually, I noticed, I noticed that it, this isn't spoilers for the main quest, but it is spoilers for the Minutemen quest quest line because um, they're one of four factions who has a long series of quests you go down. But eventually, as you go down their hang quests, on, hang on, hang on. I am I'm in the Minutemen. I don't know if yeah, I want this spoiled. No, you're like supposed. I I feel like that's what they want the first time players to do, which is another weird thing because. They're like some weird things that 
make it feel like they don't know what first players should do. But anyways, um, I'm in right, the Dominion Right, because it gets too. really hard, too, during that, those um, quests. Okay, okay. Basically, oh God, I can't, I can't not say this, because this thing having to do with the Minutemen is my single least favorite thing about this game and what I feel is a absurd, mind-boggling problem with it. Okay, I'm going to look at the clock. Uh, <laughs> it is 44.35 on my recording. I'm going to take my headphones off for 20 seconds and put them back on. Okay? Okay. And then you could say the thing. Fine. So I'll be back. 20 seconds starts now. So eventually you set up a radio tower for the Minutemen and they have a radio station of their own. But when you listen to it, it forces sometimes the radio DJ will say, we just got word of a settler under attack at, at Tenpenny Bluffs and they need your help, soldier. And it'll put that quest on your to do list forever. Just like when you walk up to to whatever his name people. is yeah either panicking okay, town back. people or i'm it, it is incredibly unavoidable to get stamped gar- to have garbage quests stamped on your to-do list just like yeah. in skyrim and that's yeah. as as the 50 hours went on like that just ooh, i because ooh, i don't want to do them but I also don't want to leave them on my list. Yeah. Right. So that's, I complete yeah, them and the game's like, oh, you must be looking for more. Let me just generate this next I, garbage I, quest for you. Yeah, I, I didn't want to protect the town. But when you don't protect it, it says quest failed. And I'm like, oh, time to revert to save. Because you don't <laughs> it, want the guilt. You know, and I feel guilty. I'm playing a dang game. All right. I like my RPGs. Yes. I do a little bit yeah. of role playing. It's in yeah. the, it's in the RPG. Like it's, it's, I don't want it to fail. I don't want, I yeah. want to I go back to the town and you you're like all people, dead. You want to be friends with everyone all at once. Yes, exactly. But you know, as we learned from New Vegas, it's not possible. <laughs> so I have, I haven't, uh, I don't think this is spoilery. It's kind of like a weird quirky bit in the game but I'm not sure what it is yet, and I just want to know if you guys have found any of this as well. Okay. Um, monkeys with symbols? Oh, yes. I'm wondering if there's something behind that. I'm also wondering because... Monkeys mm, with... Oh, you mean the, this cr- what you the were crash thing about? where they... Yeah. Yeah, I found two of them. Yeah. I've found Did, some incredibly creepy layers of them. I, uh, I have found... The first one I found was not in a conspicuous place it was off the beaten path on an unmarked location yeah. that doesn't have a fast yeah. travel and i fucking and a love very, that a very weird not weird i guess but a very like surprising thing happened and mind you this is the first one so i'm just like walking out in the middle of fucking nowhere find a thing that's not marked i like literally the location was it was a house's foundation with like some really like one foot high broken walls around it and on a shelf on the only wall that was standing up was one of those monkeys and i was like uh mm. and then i walked closer and it lit up and then it then it went back to to not lit up and i was like what the fuck yeah i really so like I quick those save. monkeys yeah quick and, save just in case yeah yeah right <laughs> in case i'm about to get fucking nuked or something and i walked I like walked around the house foundation. And I found a specific spot that you stand in and then it lights its eyes light up yellow for a bit. And then they start flashing red and it starts hitting its symbols together. And then a thing happened that I'm not going to say it's not very, it's not very interesting. I, I got into combat. We'll say, um, and it was surprising and it came out of nowhere. Um, but 
I was like, oh, that was a cool one-off thing. And then I found more of them. And I'm like, yeah, what does this mean? Because I've activated all the ones I found so far, but I haven't gotten any combat stuff from from them since. But I'm huh. I like I have a running theory because in one of my loading screens they mentioned the the aliens that they always mention yeah. in Fallout. I have a running theory that if you activate enough of these or all of them or something, then you trigger like an alien encounter. Oh god. Because that seems logical to me. Okay. Don't spoil though, because I, I, I yeah, this, this is, is literally just, all speculation. Okay, okay, I have no clue. Because only that one combat thing happened and it was just like it wasn't an alien or anything. It was it was a rat scorpion. Um but it burst out of the ground in front of me and that was fucking scary. But I I want like my whole trek through the wasteland now is a constant like is there a place where a monkey could be nearby? I found one using the restroom, so it was really weird. I that was okay, the first God. one. I opened a stall and I see a monkey with symbols, oh and I'm like, "Wait, what?" Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I, if I like I w- paused for a second. I was like, "What?" And I could grab it, and I just picked it up, and I was like, "Okay." I just okay. Kept- you were able to pick it up. Yeah, okay, you can pick weird. them up. Yeah. Okay. You keep so- them. I have two of them in the bank. Wait, really? I don't- None of mine are were able to be. I know you can with. carry Jangles the space monkey, but oh yeah, I got one of him. I don't know oh. if are we talking about the symbol monkeys? Oh. I'm talking about the symbol yeah, monkeys because I don't think you can pick those up. Oh wait a minute, I'm thinking I'm thinking about the space unless monkey, you then. can scrap them in the world. So you haven't found the symbol, the monkeys with the no. symbols yet? Okay, symbols, okay. Man. Well, symbols meaning what? Like symbols like, as like the they, clash they, they, like, marching the band. Yeah, ching, right, ching, ching, right, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I found a couple of them. Yeah, they're just in weird spots. One was on a shelf uh, inside this house in the back, and it yep. lit up and, and started clapping, and I didn't know yep. what it was. Yep. Okay. Oh, my I, gosh. I found in downtown, in, in the urban areas where the frame rate is awful, I found a <laughs> oh maze God. area full of traps and puzzles. Uh-huh. And in one of the chambers of this maze, close to the center, there was a ring of monkeys. All oh my god! Looking, it was super duper creepy. And the thing is, at the middle, this whole maze was like a super weird. It was one of my favorite moments in the whole game so far because there was no quest attached to it, no writing, just this incredibly creepy, weird, like throwaway optional area that was still. It I. I would be surprised if there wasn't some kind of lore attached to it because okay. it was a maze of death traps with nothing but a bottle of water and a stim pack in the middle of it. And a, one of the rooms had a circle of these creepy ass monkeys looking you at happen, something. Do you happen to remember how many there were? No, I didn't. I didn't count. <laughs> you drunk. Okay. George. No, new I'm fine. New working theory. You have to activate all the monkeys that are linked with the monkeys in that maze and come back to the maze. Okay. I I don't think the maze had a fast travel marker on it either. And it wasn't Uh, an interior. It was indoors, but it was like a parking garage. It wasn't you opened a door and went inside. You walked into a very wide open, open air building that was still part of the exterior map. Okay. I will... I will note that. I will look for that. And uh, my you, quest for the monkeys will continue. Do you want specific directions? Because I remember the fast travel marker it is closest to. Um, and I believe it is the hospital on the south side of town 
that mutants are occupying. Oh, oh the that one. <laughs> yeah, there's a radio signal coming from it where a woman's like, "Come to the super mutants. We won't eat you." That's what you wanted me to say, right? That one. All right, that's that's good enough. I'll, I'll use that as my map. Yeah, look for a a parking garage near that hospital, and you'll be like, you'll find evidence that there's like a jigsaw killer out there in this game somewhere. I mean, with the other places that the that these monkeys have been in that I found, they're very like, they're very like jigsaw like TV locations uh, where like you I would find this tv shit. i love it fucking the 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 other one that i found was in this like it's a historical thing and you there's like a guided tour and you listen to the guided tour and it's like for more stuff like please visit our gift shop up, up the hill and you walk up the hill and walk in the door and it's uh behind the counter in the gift shop staring at you from the doorway it's so oh, fucking wow. good it's such a good like lead you to find it i fucking love okay, it okay so maybe maybe sometime in the future we'll find out what these monkeys are yeah but for yeah. now we have to talk about a very very brief but exciting spew of news that mostly yeah. happened today i are are you guys good? Do you think we just skip the break? Let's this just time? do it. Yeah. Let's just yeah, go yeah. right All into right. it. Let's just go right into it. Um, Nintendo Direct, clouds in Smash. Ah, yep. wow. <laughs> you, need, you really need to work on your presentation, dude. Fall but, my mouth. This is Cloud like, strife of Final Fantasy VII fame is in Super <laughs> Smash Brothers for Wii U. I can't say it like that though, because because this is like so watching now playground rumor <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, my my dad's uncle works at Nintendo and says that that in the next Smash Brothers, Cloud's gonna be a play. Nah, you're lying, <laughs> dude. No, guess what? That shit, that shit is real. It's fucking tight too. He looks really cool. It is happening. There also, is also they have best Cloud costume because you can you can play him as Final Fantasy VII Cloud or Advent Children Cloud. So fuck yeah, cool dude or Polygon dude. <laughs> it's not the low poly though. I, I no, can't it, say it's it like, like that. just the costumes right. from each one. And uh, however, though the 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 jankity ass MIDI music and the oh, um, blocky the blocky basic solid color HUD from the PS One games both made drastic unavoidable appearances in this trailer mm -hmm. yeah that's 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 pretty damn sweet that's this is also like the highest profile crossover i think they've been having since since snake even though like when you think like there's no way cloud isn't as much of a mainstream pop culture figure in video games as like mega man and pac-man are but at the same time for for like the fans who are who are dorky enough to care like this yeah. seems just as if not much much bigger and more unlikely and exciting because because how many times has cloud been on all these nintendo consoles all the years <laughs> this is none this is the game where final fantasy wasn't a nintendo franchise anymore that's the one yeah. they picked for the big flagship nintendo crossover fighter yeah well, i uh I'm thinking that this might be the hint because the Final Fantasy VII mm. HD remake is not exclusive mm. to Sony. It's going to be on Xbox One mm. and PC. Nintendo NX. NX and Wii U, maybe. Mm. You never know. 
Wii like, U graphics with with the re, re re remaster. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be hundred times better than the shitty graphics in Final Fantasy Seven. Power, yeah, very true. Final Fantasy Five is a pretty good looking game. Or but Final Fantasy that, Five, Final, Fatal Frame Five. Sorry. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, I was like, Final Fantasy Five is yeah, it's no, right no. art, isn't it? Like, I, I guess it's good. We don't but, gotta edit that. that but I did do? just say something really stupid, and that's because Final Fantasy and Fatal Frame are both f- f- numbers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I. Whoa. The Wii U can the Wii U can handle some pretty decent graphics. All right, it's not gonna be top of the line, but if if Final Fantasy VII remake comes out on Wii U. I would buy it on Wii U. Whoa. Just saying. Whoa. Rather whoa. than than a, if you a technologically... had an Xbox or, or PS4, would you buy it for the Xbox and PS4? Probably not. Why? Oh, don't no, no, no. No, Jimmy. Not gonna let you go on this one. And, Why? Unless there was some super cool touchscreen gimmicks, but I mean it's Final Fantasy it's still gonna be Final Fantasy VII, like Yeah, but then I'd have to unplug my console with several great games on it to plug in another console with a game on it to play another game on I don't know. Mm. Well, I think mean, bought it, realistically, then... I'm not going to be buying a PS4 or an think Xbox, of, so this is not even a realistic the installation conversation. time you gotta wait for these Wii U games. The waiting is real. And it's not on PS4 <laughs> where you have to install the whole game before you can play it, even on disc? Yeah, you just kind of gotta pick your poison. Yeah. Um, I mean, actually, more realistic. I'll just buy it on PC. But uh, yeah. the, they are doing a Terraria for Wii U and 3DS. I might actually buy that. It'll like, use the touchscreen. Like I really like that idea. That sounds yeah. like wow. a very, very efficient way to play Terraria. Yeah, I, I fucking love Terraria because I come back and play it for for many dozens of hours every so often so, with a few friends. So I've so come back to Terraria more, more than I've came came back to Minecraft for sure. Same, yeah. same. And, and you know what? As far as like 3DS multiplayer co-op games go, like that really seems to fit the platform very well. Yeah, because yeah, those a, are the games they should have had on there from a long time ago. A, a multiplayer cooperative game where you draw out worlds and levels with mm. point and click, but stylus like that almost sounds like a more efficient way, a faster way. To be yeah. building levels in Terraria than with a mouse. Um, female Link is now canon. Not really. Well, She's Linkle. called Linkle. Wait, yeah. What? What? Yeah. Linkle. Uh, the, Linkle is going to be a character in the 3DS version of Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> from what I heard about this uh, from Inside Info is that this was spawned from like a fan thing that had to do with Hyrule Warriors and fan art and stuff. And... It, it was uh, official art in an art book that didn't yeah, make it yeah, into it the final the game. Yeah, Historia, and, yeah. and fans took it and run, ran with it and, like, kind of crafted it into this character, and Nintendo and Koei Tecmo were like, yeah, we'll use that. Like, not not verbatim, but they, like, they liked that people were enthusiastic about it, so they made it something more real. Which um, also folds into another announcement, that is that Hyrule Warriors is going to be on 3DS. Right. They are using that Smash Brothers-esque cel-shading technique to offset graphical limitations. It looks okay. You also got Tetra. Yeah, yeah I mean, Tetra, uh, Skull Kid, Toon Link. Like, if there was any time that I would want to play Hyrule Warriors, it'd probably be now because I can take it and have this, like, kind of brain-dead mashing game where you just, like, 
kill a massive army of enemies with some cool Zelda characters on the go. And that sounds yeah, great. I did not like really sitting down and playing Hyrule Warriors when I gave it a try, but I could easily imagine it being more of a time sink than like a sit down session. Because like I ride the subway a lot. And then usually I listen to a podcast, but sometimes I want something to do. Right. And and yeah. the 3DS is looking more and more tempting as the year went on. <laughs> well, and now, I mean, if they tons. like do some price drops or something, I might go ahead and take that plunge way later than everyone else, but still take it. Well, you um, have a lot to play through. Uh, it, does this mean Linkle would be in the next Zelda? I think... I don't know. I think considering that the teaser they gave us for Zelda U has an already even more effeminate looking Link, <laughs> which I mean, I, I like I feel like they've said that they've already they've always designed him to be sort of like Both. gender neutral. Like, obviously, he he is a transsexual, guy, but no, I would not say that. <laughs> I'm saying like gender neutral as in like you don't have to be like it like. He's no Marcus I don't know. It's, it's a weird hole to jump in because I know this is going to be a lot of like. Phoenix. <laughs> he's not big boss. <laughs> yes, he's not Marcus Phoenix. It's what I'm saying is like if if Link was female in all the other games, they probably wouldn't change the look very much. Yeah, it's just kind of like I guess what's the what's the term that people have been using a lot lately about anime? By shonen, where it's a, a character that transcends. Uh, sexual attraction of either gender. And in other words, David Bowie, <laughs> glam metal. I, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like Bowie. And then Zelda will be a guy. Zelda yeah, guy, anyway, uh, Fem Link. But anyway, uh, Linkle looks tight. Jimmy, is cool. you were hmm. watching the direct all the way through. I yes. only tuned into it when Cloud was happening. I was like, what? But, right, the but most important you thing. You have made tweets that are really exciting about Mario Maker. But, yeah, because because it was me. I did it. Thanks. <laughs> hashtag thanks, Sunder. Hashtag for, for uh, making Nintendo's decisions for them. Yeah, it obviously my video with eighteen thousand views was a direct influence on Nintendo's business model for Mario Maker. Um, they added a, a search browser. Well, okay, it's not in game, so yeah. they didn't listen to me completely. But they have preset tags. Uh, you can assign two levels and you could search levels and it has a smartphone version, which is actually something that I'm interested in because then I can sit on my couch with my Mario maker, pop open my smartphone, find some levels and use them. And they didn't really go into detail on everything about this. And I don't know when we're getting it, but I'm interested in finally being able to, to like find Mario maker levels it deliberately. Is a, a feature that would change the game for the better drastically like between this and checkpoints i think the only real thing left on the list is now slopes which is the least priority of them all by by huge margin mm-hmm. but still i mean we're 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 just about there um also in the direct mother three is going to be re-released but only in japan wah 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 they didn't even announce that on the on the u.s i uh, uh direct i don't why don't they like they released mother one in english before they did mother three and that's like a much much more niche game not a lot of people or not as many people by a huge margin have been wanting to do mother three which released in japan with these rave reviews and then mm-hmm. a, a fan translation came out of it with rave reviews that everyone loves. 
And I don't, I still just, it's like the weirdest thing. It's going to be an ongoing joke. They, they had a robot chicken sketch about it in their own Nintendo direct for me three last year. They did. And uh, uh, why, how hard is this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nintendo do the thing. Twilight princess, <laughs> uh, HD on Wii U next year. Oh, oh, that's yeah. that's going to happen. Oh, okay. So, so uh, I, the rumors I, were true. In, okay, so my initial reaction to this was it it popped up and I was looking and I was like, oh yeah, so Twilight HD, yeah, it's real. And I was waiting for the part where they do this magical like like bloom like and it becomes the HD version and it never happened. And I was like, oh, we're looking at the HD version. I, I really see. hope that's oh, not the case. No. It's I looked at a side by side comparison video and I was shown that it does look phenomenally better than than twilight princess um but only in the fact that it's like uh s- stuff has been up and twilight princess original looks like blurry as fuck if you put them side by side so is and it they and they removed the, the thick layer of brown over everything and so it's like stuff is slightly more well, saturated and good. colorful because yeah. like the the wind waker re-release has like a significant boost like they totally redid the lighting yeah it's i mean people joke that wind waker hd is just a a bloom filter over the whole thing but i actually think it looks like like a fair bit different this one just looks like it's clearer it doesn't look like anything is better the biggest issue with the wind waker hd is that wind waker already still to this day looks great twilight princess not so much so you would think they would have done more to change the art style or the lighting or the poly count and texture resolution to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Twilight princess HD looks all right. I still own the GameCube version, so I don't really have to worry about it. Um, Star Fox zero has been pushed back to April, 2016. Whatever. Yeah. That's not, that's not great news, but it also makes me wonder what they've got for Christmas this year. It's uh xenoblade fatal frame turned out i was the only one who liked it um i don't what else is there besides these ports of terraria i think i heard something about minecraft it wasn't on the direct i, I heard but, rumors yeah, but there it were wasn't rumors the direct. circulating around yesterday that they might mm. be doing minecraft which honestly is, it's it's a no-brainer yeah i mean it doesn't sound like earth-shattering news but at the same time you know even if it just existed on the Wii U or 3DS, Minecraft would sell gajillions regardless of what platform it's on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I mean, besides Xenoblade. Why do I feel like it's too late for that? I, Minecraft's I feel like it's really late. old. But do you really yeah. think it's too late for Minecraft? They're, on on the, Wii U is not what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, maybe. But I don't think so. I mean, kids, I, they love Nintendo and they love Minecraft. <laughs> But yeah, I don't they're know. Not playing it, it might- on something else. I mean, they have this thing in schools, man. Like it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's that. What serious. a time to be alive! <laughs> I know, right? Minecraft in schools. Oh okay. yes. So, very last super quick news story that I'm a little incbc hyped about this week that doesn't have anything to do with Nintendo, and that is a Witcher movie has been announced for 2017. Which you know, what? I would usually be super cynical about this stuff, but I'm a massive gushy Witcher fanboy, so I'm like, eh. uh they are um collaborating the american film production company the sean daniel company which made the mummy franchise which is no generic action movie 
but but they're going to be no. collaborating with a Polish company called Platige Films. And they did the CGI's for The Witcher 3 and Halo 5, which were both really really stellar examples of great video game cutscenes. I can't wait for uh, Geralt to be played by Brendan Fraser. I'm so excited. No. no. I'm no, so stop. hyped. Stop. What, what? Before, I could just see it with the say, scar and the, and the wig on. Oh no. You're, you're also going to talk about how great a PG-13 rating would be, aren't you? <laughs> don't. Yeah, no, I don't. That, see that? that but, is, okay. As with any video game movie project, this could go horribly wrong, but you got to remember The Witcher is originally based on novels. If they converted the stories of one of the novels or an anthology, like if they just had a, a two hour series of vignette Little Witcher adventures, which the first two novels are, it would be great because that, those are much more easy to turn into stories. And then the novels, Geralt doesn't have to fight hundreds of people and have the sheer body count of that explained away by some weird video game logic. It's just a traditional story with characters and events and problems they solve by looking deep into the depression of being a human or maybe not because he has his job. And I really, really like this this whole idea this franchise I, be, would would you rather uh them take on the main story or do some like side thing i guess like still with Geralt, but just not with trish or it could go either way know, i mean the um the whole idea of the witcher in general is is an adult spin on fairy tales it's 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 basically shrek <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, no. I don't I I feel like there's something there here again. and it might have something to do with how The Witcher didn't start his video games but his books instead, which also has something to do with why it's such a fun interesting spin on video game fantasy in the first place. It's because it wasn't the concept wasn't made by video game people. It was made by a novelist who who does writing for a living and doesn't have to compromise writing for video games and Mhm. They they gradually figured out how to also make that into a really stellar RPG this year, which gave us The Witcher 3, which is a fantastic game this year. So many other fantastic games are coming out this year. What the hell happened? This week, we got all this fantastic news about Nintendo collaborating with Sony to bring Cloud, the character who who represents the schism, the, the schism, the, the turning point, the dividing line between when Nintendo started their before and after the um oh the weird stuff has happened. Gerard, the completionist, mm. was on the Nintendo Direct today. Well, wow. he was on the Nintendo Minute, the 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 post show, but still, like ah! <laughs> the post. <laughs> he was on the Nintendo Minute. No correction. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> the the lower one, you know, on channel five, I mean, not on channel ten. <laughs> on the same channel. It was technically the same channel. It was the same stream. Oh, God. No. Yeah, Listen, no, like, this between all that stuff happening and also enjoying Fallout 4, which which has its issues and an incredible amount of jank, but for me, that didn't mean I wasn't hating it. I just kind of wished I was in a position where I could wait, but it's still a damn good game. Mm. So, yeah, like, we got to wrap it up, but it's, it's good. good week. Yeah, lots of fun stuff. Good year. Go play Fallout 4. Go have fun. With with video games or TOBG something podcast. Else.
Go have fun. Go have a pleasurable time with yourself now that you've enjoyed the 69th iteration of the <laughs> yeah. topical cast. Um, I think I think uh, you for a 69, I would give a tip. Uh, don't save your bush. Okay. There we go. Okay. Bye, everybody. Have a good week. Rate us five stars on <laughs> iTunes. Yes. Share with your friends. Yes. Don't share with your mom. No, your no mom, not after what I just like, said. Some moms are into that. I'm sure. They have websites for that. <laughs> the Bush. Bye, everybody. <laughs>